0: Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wild Card Casino Sports Desk. Here's Eric and Bruce. And good
1: morning, everybody. Welcome, to Morning Drive. Goodman Hurdle, watch us, MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us, Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. Today, there's a restaurant consignment auction for refrigeration cooking and heating, seating, small wares, and more. Auction is open right now at RollerAuction.com. Get involved. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com. Backslash MHS. Good morning. How are you? How was your weekend? Uh, very good. Yours? Good. Yep. Absolutely great. Okay. Absolutely great. In a word or less. Are you happy or are you disappointed about the Super Bowl matchup? I'm fine with it.
2: Okay. Great. Just okay? Yeah, I mean, you know, I have a reprise from... Super Bowl 54, we've seen this again. But, I mean, the, the matchup's intriguing, isn't it? Yeah. And the Chiefs are a totally different team coming to this Super Bowl than they won. The, they were the one four years ago when they were all an offensive team and not right. a defensive team. So right. I, there's
1: enough evolution of the two franchises that it's, yeah, I'm I'm good with it. Kay. I'm going to use an analogy here. Mm-hmm. Um, And I know that it's not going to be a popular opinion around here. But I would ask everybody to think about this. To you, Bruce Springsteen is the greatest performer that has ever stepped on a stage. Is that fair to say? Certainly the greatest rock, American rocker that we've ever produced. So you can see him a thousand times and never get tired of him. Yes, that is correct. And that's how I feel about Patrick Mahomes. Sure. I'll never get tired of watching this guy play football. Hear you. I don't care if he's in the Broncos division. To me, he's the greatest quarterback that has ever played the game. Hmm. My opinion. I never get tired of watching him. So I am not disappointed that I get to watch him one more time and chase down history. Sorry, Broncos country. Although I'm really not sorry. Oh, as far as the San Francisco 49ers go, Kyle Shanahan. And then you have Christian McCaffrey, two local kids. I'm not going to get tired of watching them trying to win a championship. Nope, sure. They're throwing John Lynch and Bobby Turner and Brian Greasy yeah. and yada, 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 all these local ties. I love the story of Brock Purdy. I think it is fantastic. I'm not going to get tired of watching that. I understand the Lions were a great story. I think this is a fantastic Super Bowl. And I don't know why everybody's so down. Man, it would have been great if it was the Ravens. Against the uh, Detroit Lions, these are two Blue Bloods playing. That's what yeah, we have. Yeah. Because even though the Chiefs are not historically Blue Bloods over the last six years, they certainly are. I am thrilled. This is the Super Bowl. I said to you on Friday, this is the Super Bowl I thought would happen. This is the Super Bowl I wanted to see happen.
2: Yeah, I mean, I was fine with any combination of the four teams remaining because these the the, the storylines were all solid. Fine. So we've got Kansas City and San Francisco. Great. Bring it on. It'll still it'll be a lot of fun. No question
0: about it. Time now for the lead. The lead is presented by Smoke & Dave's Barbecue and Brew. Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Get some tonight in Denver, Longmont, Lyons, and Estes Park. I feel like I am watching
1: Tiger Woods hunt down Jack Nicholas for the most majors. Patrick Mahomes, 14 playoff wins. In just six seasons as a starter, he's only behind Brady in Montana. Mahomes, fourth trip to the Super Bowl in five years. I don't know if that has ever been done. Maybe Terry Bradshaw did it. Maybe, but I'd have to look that up. Many question if the Chiefs could even go to the Super Bowl, having to play road games, something he's never done before. He's only played at home his entire career. They won in Buffalo, they won in Baltimore. Brady has seven rings. Now, he did beat Mahomes in the AFC Championship game in 2018. Mm -hmm. Beat him in the Super Bowl, although I'd give more credit to their defense, talking about the Buccaneers defense. Are you ready to call Mahomes, at the very least, the second greatest quarterback of all time? Because with all due respect to Brady, he has seven rings. Or would you call him the greatest? Or would you put him behind Montana? Or does he still need to do more?
2: He still needs to do more for me to get to GOAT, but he is on a trajectory that at some point, maybe sooner rather than later... He's behind we'll who? We'll get to that. He's behind Well, he's, he's certainly behind Brady. Okay. I, I mean, I... And and I think that he's probably behind Joe Montana still.
1: Is he behind Manning?
2: I don't think so. Nope. I mean, I, I mean... Nope. I, I don't think so. LA, Not at this point. Nope. No, oh, no. Nope. No, no.
1: Marino? Nope. No, no. Nope. I mean, he's third already in six years. Think about that. He's third in six years.
2: Yeah, it's pretty remarkable. Yep. I mean, you know, it,
1: it can't win without Tyreek Hill. No way. You just lost one of the fastest. Well, wait a minute. They won a Super Bowl. Mm hmm. Well, the can't thing, win on the road. Won again.
2: The thing that's most impressive to me about The Chiefs, and it starts with Patrick Mahomes. You start there. But the way that they've morphed so comfortably and evolved and changed who they are and have found different ways to win, man, that is just... Because the Chiefs look
1: so different now than they did even three years ago, two years ago. That's because Patrick Mahomes is malleable. Totally. He can adjust to any Absolutely. situation.
2: It's a tremendous compliment that to me pushes him up the ladder faster because it's because it's that's a football team that hasn't been resistant to change. They've welcomed it. And their identity now is as a defensive football team. They won yesterday because of their defense. Right. Yeah, Mahomes got them early, 17 points early, and then really was never,
1: the offense was never really heard from again. It's almost as if they were comfortable with the lead, yeah. and they were just kind of nursing it. Whereas you look at the Detroit game, you looked on the other sideline, you're like, I got to tell you something. Um, San Francisco, they have the horses to come back on you. You better not play a four-corner offense here.
2: Well, they didn't play four corners, but the decision—the <laughs> decision on fourth and two from the twenty-eight yard line, after San Francisco had just kicked a field goal to get it within fourteen, not to push it back to seventeen. Well, that was, was
1: just not bad. Well, you know what? Bad. I don't have, believe oh. it or not, I don't have as big of a problem with that. Mm as I did with about a minute five to go, you're running the ball and you have to burn a timeout. That, to me, was the most egregious call.
2: Hmm, the, interesting, because I think all the momentum swung and it was
1: irrevocable. I, I think I think you might be confusing, too, unless I'm confusing, too. There were two situations mm-hmm. in which the Lions could have kicked field goals. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay? I'm talking about the first one. I'm talking about the possession right after the 49ers. It's five, six minutes into the third quarter. um, Came out, scored, kicked a field goal. They did hold them to a field goal. So now it's a two-touchdown game. 17-point lead at the half. Now it's a two-touchdown game. The Lions go down the field and appear to be answering and then have the ball fourth and two or fourth and three. I don't remember what one of them was fourth and two. One of them was fourth and three yeah. at the twenty-eight yard line. That's a forty-three yard field goal by just about any measure yeah. in the National Football yeah. League, and you have an opportunity to push it back to seventeen, right. nearing the midway point of the third quarter. Right. I-, I didn't understand the call at the time, and I thought and I said, I said I was watching the game with Sarah, and I said that can come back to bite them. And I'm not saying it was the only thing because 49ers had to go down the field. Oh, but guess what they did, and then the sub, then the next possession, the Lions fumble, and the 49ers go right back down the field. The game now is totally in their pocket. It was, it was the most perplexing call from a dude that's done virtually everything right all season long. I just didn't get it don't know where we got to that but that's, i believe there we go
1: okay i understand everybody's gripe because it's situational awareness mm-hmm. kind of like in the super bowl when Kyle Shanahan was the offensive coordinator for the Atlanta, Atlanta, Falcon, Atlanta Falcons right okay. i got you but what did they say about uh Kyle Shanahan what, what was his mistake in that game they're up 28 to 3 what was his mistake no i was it was it they were trying to milk the lead and run the ball or is it they just kept throwing the ball? Oh, so he remained consistent to who he was. He remained consistent to what got them there. Mm-hmm. Is that fair? That That's why he was criticized. They should have run the ball more. Is that correct, Alex? Right. They, kept, they were too aggressive. They saying. were too aggressive. Yeah. So what got them there Shanahan was criticized for Mm -hmm. situational awareness. He should have known you just start running out the clock, but that's not who they were all year. I believe if I read the stat correctly, 25 times this year, the Detroit lions were in the same exact situation about fourth and two, fourth and three in that part of the field and 20 of the 25 times they converted. Great. 20 of the 25 times. So, for all those people, and I'm sure you were one of them, and maybe I was one of them too, back in the day, we killed Kyle Shanahan for going away from what got them there. Now we're killing Dan Campbell for g- doing the same thing. Don't care. You're up
2: seven, you get a chance to be up 17 points midway through the third quarter on the road.
1: I'll tell you what the difference is to me. Here's the difference to me. And again, the worst call was about a minute to go when they ran the ball, and they had a chance actually to get the ball back, even without an onside kick. Although I don't believe they would have gotten the ball back. Somehow, someway, I think San Francisco would have found a way to get a first down. When you look at Brandon Staley, Right? The mm-hmm. former head coach of the Chargers. Sure. When you look at a lot of young head coaches, they make their decisions based on analytics. I don't think Dan Campbell does, and I'll explain why after the break. If I don't listen to
2: swords and weapons that you use against me you have knocked me off my feet again caught me feeling like nothing you with
0: your voice like nails on a chalkboard calling me out when i'm wounded you picking on the weaker man morning drive with goodman and hurdle presented by silter har mazda a no pressure buying experience in broomfield at silter har mazda Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wild Card Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning
1: Drive, Goodman, Hurdle. Watch us mylifesports.com You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. Today, there is a restaurant consignment auction for refrigeration, cooking and heating, seating, small wares, and more. Auction is open right now at rollerauction.com. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. In the meantime, uh, the weather is going to be really nice this week. And uh, maybe you're thinking, okay, I may not want to do a home makeover right now, but we are almost in February, if you can believe it. So if you're looking for new siding or new windows, there's only one place I recommend you go that is Paramount Siding and Windows. I love their integrity. Scott came over to my house. I thought I needed two or three new windows. And as it turns out, they just needed a quick fix. Most places would have sold me three new windows. And I can promise you, they would not have come out just to look at two or three windows. They want the big job. Nobody does it better than Paramount Siding and Windows. They have lots of great product right now. Phantom retractable screens, those things are awesome. They have triple-pane windows in which it will eventually get cold again. We remember when it was really, really cold a couple of weeks ago. And for many of you, you probably overdid your heating bill because all of your heat wasn't keep staying in the house because you had the wrong windows. Go to ParamountSidingAndWindows.com. That's ParamountSidingAndWindows.com. When you go down there off of Broadway, you can check out their new showroom or they can come to you. Time now for the buzz.
0: The Buzz is presented by Paramount Siding and Windows. Paramount Siding and Windows, it's quality in everything they do. Find them at com.
1: Revisionist history is always a very interesting topic, and I brought up Kyle Shanahan in the Super Bowl when he was the offensive coordinator for the Falcons, and he was criticized for not running out the clock with a 28-3 lead. He remained consistent to who he was as an offensive coordinator, and they continued to do what they did. And they did wind up losing the game. I understand situational awareness is really, really important. By the way, do we do the buzz yet? Okay, good. I'm having an old-timers moment here. With that, (laughs) this is what I would say about Dan Campbell. A lot of coaches, and I'm not trying to convince you to take you off your opinion. I'm just giving another opinion on why I think the Lions did what they did. I believe 25 times this year they were in the same situation. They converted 20 of those 25. For a lot of coaches, they look at the metrics and say, does it make sense to go here? Does it make sense to go here? I don't think it's really a metrics thing with Dan Campbell. It's an identity thing with him. Think about when he was hired and how we, dis- we described the type of team that he wanted, that we will gnaw off your leg, and every time you knock us down, we're going to keep flailing away and punching at you. That, to me, is why he went for it two times. That's the identity of his team, and the success rate of his team was really, really high as well. Unfortunately, the first time, He passed up the field goal. It turned into a series of unfortunate events. What do I mean by that? One of the most outrageous plays in the history, outside of the immaculate reception, was the David Tyree catch in the Super Bowl. Nobody could have predicted a play like that, A, would happen, or B, that that would even turn into a completion It was very similar to Brandon Ayuk's catch. The ball was in the defender's hands. If that play doesn't happen, I'm not so sure we're talking about the Lions not going to the Super Bowl. That was a bizarro world type of play. It's not as if Ayuk was open and he caught the ball. It was as much of an outlier as you will see in any NFL game. So Campbell makes the decision to go for it where the odds have been very stacked in his favor, in which he would have made it. They wanted to score another touchdown. I understand why they did. Maybe hold the ball a little bit more. But then one of the craziest plays you will see in a playoff game happened. And then the floodgates opened. I don't have as much of a problem with that one as I would have. You have an opportunity to tie the game, to maybe send the game into overtime. I have a bigger problem with the second one, not the first one. And, oh, by the way, there's no guarantee you're going to make a 43-yard field goal. And there's certainly no guarantee that you're going to make a 47-yard field goal. You're not trotting trotting Justin Tucker out there. No. Okay? The biggest – but here's the thing. When you run the ball with a minute to go in the game, there's no guarantee you're going to make a field goal. But if you're when there's a minute to go in the game and you run the ball and you don't get a touchdown, Mm -hmm. it is 100% guaranteed. You will have to use a timeout. Yeah. That to me was the problem. I think both of the fourth down,
2: uh, the, the, both of the fourth down plays that they swung and missed on were absolutely huge in very different fashions. Um, the one early, that is not a, in retrospect, you question the call. You question the call the second he made it. In my opinion, the second, the second that they go for it on fourth and three or fourth and two, instead of try for points from
1: 43 yards out. But that's their identity. It, it, that's it, their it, identity. But that's you who they gotta are. gotta
2: read the room. The 49ers have just scored coming out, and they're still down two touchdowns. But all but now all of a sudden, the 49ers have just scored. Boom. Three points you have a chance to answer it back and essentially take eight minutes seven minutes off of the clock with no blood still up by 17 points and look and you are absolutely right and nobody knows how the dominoes are going to fall from that point but give me that beachhead with the way that they're running the football the lions ran the hell out of the football. They ran for 185 yards. You're running the football. And look, things happened and and you've 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 already described it very well. The the IU catch was incredible. But man, I, I just Dan Campbell has done an unbelievable job and the Lions are a great, not a good, a great story, but there's never a guarantee that you're going to be back in the same situation. will disagree. And man, there were, they're just, he's, and maybe, and he may not care at all. He may be like, at this point, oh, well, we had a hell of an opportunity and we just be, and we were who we are and I'm not going to change that. And it didn't work out. And so be it. Maybe that's the attitude this morning. I don't know. But I thought that they could have given themselves a better Chance to win by just being, by just thinking a little bit as opposed to, I don't know.
1: Did you criticize? Do you remember? I don't remember. Do you remember criticizing Kyle Shanahan? Almost the entire country did. I mean, I don't remember. So, so what I would say is, not you. I mean, I just don't know. Not you. What I would say is, if you're going to criticize Dan Campbell for doing what he did, just make sure you didn't criticize Kyle Shanahan because you can't have it both ways. You're criticizing the same thing. You want it both ways just because it didn't work out. See, I was right because Kyle Shanahan got criticized for staying to what the team does. Right. And he shouldn't have. Yeah, but he we're should.
2: talking about a moment in time, something for you four, five, four, five five, five years ago in that case. I, I mean, I don't remember what I thought at the time. I I don't remember. You are absolutely right. He was roundly criticized uh, at the time. But I I don't know. I mean, you know, one was in a Super Bowl. One was with a chance to go to a Super Bowl. Everything to me is a situation that needs to be taken into account at the moment. I remember Kyle Shanahan more as a collective. What are you doing stylistically here? I'm talking about a couple of moments And we disagree on the moments, but we agree that they were seminal moments in the game. I think that there are two decisions that were made, maybe three decisions that were made, that were game-altering in this football game yesterday when Detroit was in a position to
1: strangle. Oh, with a field goal? You're not strangling teams with a field goal, sorry. You're strangling them with a touchdown. You're not strangling them with a field goal. I understand it becomes a three-point game. I get it. Well, it's a
2: 17-point game midway through the third. I'll take my odds because because you're
1: buying time. And it's... and, and I think they should have kicked the field goal when you are down in a game and you have a chance to tie it late. Yes, they should have they tried have. That's when you... Well, yeah. I, I'm not going to say, okay, so the 49ers got a field goal and the... That is the spot where you, you can make, make the case you should be aggressive. Mm. You, they scored a field goal. We have a chance to score a touchdown. When it was 34-31, to 31, I will side more with you yep. on that one. You are giving away potential points to send the game to overtime. That, to me, that's where I think he lost out on his situational awareness. He missed it the first time, but then he doubled down. Yeah. I agree with you on the second one, not the first one. It was early on in the second half, and there's no way you could have predicted that Brandon Ayuk would have made that catch.
2: Well, I felt it's early une- I felt awfully uneasy not at me. the time. And here's and here's what I would say because it's not about at that at that point, it's about letting San Francisco back in. That's the thing to me for Detroit, it's about. Letting them back in the game.
1: The only reason they got back in was because of a fluke play. That was a fluke play, period. And good for
2: them. And Kyle Shanahan. Well, they also got in on a on a short field fumble. I
1: mean, that was seven points that was delivered to them. So. I, I understand that. But what what do we remember even? Or actually, I can look it up right here. That play that went to Ayuk. Uh, let's see. Uh, the Iuk play to Ayuk that was on first down. That was at the 45-yard line. Now, the 49ers were more aggressive, certainly in the second half. Well, had to be. They're down 17 points. With that, I have been a fan of Brock Purdy for a very long time. Does he make all the great throws that Justin Herbert makes? No. But you know what he does do? Dude makes plays. He's going to need to make more of them to win the Super Bowl. I think, though. So you're still not ready. So is he still a game manager to you?
2: Um, I like Brock Purdy a lot. I liked Brock Purdy when he was drafted. So I you, said it on this very show. So
1: what's going to happen if he wins the Super Bowl? Then you're going to say, "Let's see him do it again next year."
2: No, I'm I'm not talking about what he has to prove. I, my statement is, I think he has to play better to beat the Chiefs. I I think he will have to play better. And he has played in both of these two didn't play well. Games.
1: He didn't play well in the first half. No, I'll be the first one to tell you that.
2: I mean, so I mean, I and and I think that the margin for error is going to be thinner against that defense for Kansas
1: City. I'll tell you this, he was better than Lamar Jackson was.
2: Not even, not even going to debate that. Not even going to debate it.
1: By the way, Lamar Jackson is about to win his second MVP. Yep, in a playoff game. Do you want? I'm not going to even mention Mahomes. We know the answer to that. In a playoff game you want Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen. Josh Allen. How about Joe Burrow or Lamar Jackson? Joe Burrow. No. Lamar's proved well uh, here's the thing. He's 2 and 4 in the playoffs proven. and he has never and he has not been very good right. in his six playoff games. He's 2 and 4, but he really hasn't been very good no, in any of them. That's the problem.
2: So I mean this is a this isn't a Give me a flavor of the moment. This is six games of proof. And by the way, the
1: offensive game plan should have been more run the ball. More.
2: I don't understand. That's another thing. That's another And that's and that's Todd Monken, right? Yeah. Uh, Stay true to who you are. I mean, why in the hell are you dropping back? You want to get into an aerial pressure? showcase with Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, I mean, what are you doing? Right. You you can't match that, and you are running sets and plays and schemes against pressure that doesn't give the quarterback enough time to throw the ball downfield. That one was another head-scratcher for me.
1: Okay, let me ask you. So, I told you right at the beginning of the show, I'm going to be in the minority on the two teams in Mm -hmm. the Super Bowl. I don't mind that. I get that. I'm going to be in the minority when it comes to Dan Campbell making those calls at the end of the game. The first one, I didn't have a problem with. I told you that. It landed with a crazy IU catch. I didn't have a problem with them skipping the field goal, being aggressive. More of a problem with the second one. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you where I'm really in the minority. I am on my own island. I don't know if you are, too. Although, you're a reasonable guy. And you're a pragmatic guy. This is where I'm on my own island. I'm hoping you're going to join me. We'll on, see. on Lonely Island. Which is... Joel Embiid didn't play. I'm outraged. That's next.
0: Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle. Presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wild Card Casino Sports Desk. Here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back, Morning
1: Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us, Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. Today there is a restaurant consignment auction for refrigeration, cooking and heating, seating, small wares, and more auctions open. Right now at RollerAuction.com, get notifications. But upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. Time now for What's Trending.
0: What's Trending is presented by Roller Auctions. Get what you want at the price you want. Go to RollerAuction.com slash MHS, and they'll send you notifications on their latest auctions.
1: Well, Twitter was a blaze when Joel Embiid was a late scratch for the game. Embiid's afraid of Jokic. He's afraid to play him. Did he look afraid when he put up 41 and a bunch of those points were scored in Jokic's grill in the fourth quarter? Did he really look afraid? The time they played before that, he put up 47. Did he look afraid? I don't think so. If you've got a problem with him not playing and you want to... uh, Joel Embiid is afraid of no one. Zero. He is the most physically dominating presence in the NBA, but he sucks in the playoffs. But he's not afraid of anyone.
2: Yeah, he's not. But he has a... um, Yeah, I wouldn't take... I wouldn't attack him on that front. Uh, The the dude can play, and and he's got game to match up with anyone. So stop it on that. Now, if you want to talk about a pattern of missing games, if you want to talk about um, the thought that he tends to uh, hmm, uh, miss guys on – Tough returns. I mean, he hasn't played in in Denver since 2019. Okay, I'd you, listen. I'd, I mean, I'd listen to
1: that. Well, then, let me let me then let me give you an answer. Because in two of those seasons, he was in the middle of a stretch of injuries. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's he's in a he's a remarkably injured guy. That's fine. That yeah. that's right. And that's and that is the truth. And he was. I think I don't know if it was a knee or something, but for two of those years, he had missed games previously and after. Because of an injury. It's not because he was ducking Jokic in Denver. I mean, he's he was- missed 14 games this year. By the way, so so this is what I would like to ask any fan, any Nuggets fan, who says that Jokic is, or uh, Embiid is ducking Jokic. We can all agree that winning the MVP award is really, really important to him. Can't we? Yes, I'd say it's very important to him. Well... Embiid, if he's trying to duck all of these other teams, he is slitting his own throat because right now he has put himself in a position where he can only miss six more games. And if he misses more, he doesn't even qualify for the MVP award. So how are you going to square that circle with me? So he wants to miss all these games against all these tough teams, yet he might not win the MVP because he doesn't qualify for enough games. So which argument do you want to make towards me? I'll bet you he ends up qualifying. Uh, he'll get in under the wire. He might. I think he probably. But I- but for a guy who's yeah. as fragile as he is, I wouldn't count There's him. no guarantee. Right.
2: And, and, and I was uh, around him when he was at the University of Kansas. He had back issues at that time. And he missed a lot of basketball games. I mean, you know, this is his history. Yes, it is his history. Okay, that's right, all the way back to college. So, um, he's not my favorite, but I respect his game. Yeah, when he plays, I respect his game. But, but, afraid or ducking Jokic, please to
1: me is not a. That's not a reasonable conclusion. And Michael Malone wants there to be an investigation. Now, I'll tell you why I think he wants an investigation. Not because he's upset Embiid didn't play. Maybe Malone would like to do the same thing with a guy, or maybe he, he wasn't on the injury. I think the biggest
2: he wasn't rub there. He wasn't on the injury report. Right. That I get. If I'm Michael Malone, that but that probably is. And he said afterwards. He said, "Hey." There's a totally different mindset when you're getting prepared to play a team with a guy like Joel Embiid, yep. and then all of a sudden he's not going to be there, and there was no indication that that was even a possibility. He was not on an injured list. So
1: there's a new load management rule saying a team is subject to a fine of a hundred thousand for the first violation, two hundred and fifty for the second violation, over a million for the third violation, and this would be applicable because it was a nationally televised mm-hmm. game. I understand that. So M B doesn't play along with Tobias Harris and Maxi. Yeah. Three best players. What a layup of a win that could have been. I understand maybe there was a little bit of a letdown and we were hoping to play these guys and we prepared for these guys. Okay, whatever. That could be your excuse in the first half. But once you regroup in the in the in the locker room? Oh,
2: they didn't play any they never regroup. They they played zero defense in that entire game.
1: The Zero. The Nuggets did not play a good game. No, they were they were they they nearly lost that game and they were and the Sixers were missing their top three players. Won in spite of themselves. So you're gonna look at so your excuses well, we would, we lost because although they won. We lost because we weren't prepared for their last minute lineup change that took their top three players out of the lineup. Sorry, that's on you.
2: Well, they won the game. They and, did.
1: And that's the only and really,
2: everything else to me in at the end of January is all just washed away. You won the game. That, that, that's, that's the key thing here. You're a half game out now in the division, a half game out in the conference. Um, so you're in a good position. And, you're in, and your position was helped by winning a game. Not impressively. You won it in spite of yourself, but you still won it right. I mean, what was it that earlier this year they beat the Clippers? in the, the, the roles were basically reversed. The Clippers didn't have... The Clippers had all of their guys, and the Nuggets were resting or didn't have any of theirs, and the Nuggets still found a way to win. Right. Those things happen. This is the NBA. They're all professionals.
1: Fans have a reason to be upset, those who bought tickets. Yeah. That,
2: that, I'll listen to that argument a little more. Yeah. I will. I will. I will listen to that argument. I mean... Joel Embiid, like Nikola Jokic, is appointment viewing. Mm -hmm. You might not go see, you know, two other games the rest of the season. Right. But when you get the chance to see a player like that, it's it's pretty damn disappointing when you don't get to see them.
1: Okay. I agree to you, but I'm going to make another point. All right. Okay. Lucy and Charlie Brown. Three years ago, you wanted to go see Joel Embiid. Lucy pulled the football because Embiid didn't play. That was, what, three, four years ago? Yeah. Okay. Let's call it four years ago. Then three years ago, you wanted to go see Embiid play, and Lucy pulled the football because he didn't play in the game. (laughs) Then two years ago, you wanted to go see Embiid play, and Lucy pulled the football because Embiid didn't play again. So then you thought it'd be brilliant. This time you're going to catch Embiid. You're going to spend a lot of money on on a ticket. You know there's a history of Embiid not playing in Denver, so what do you do? You buy a ticket again. And Lucy pulled the football. Sorry, that's on you.
2: Is it? Because
1: I thought I
2: thought Embiid was going to play. I really did. Based on... based on
1: Looking at the history of him playing in Denver, yeah. you spent a lot of money on a ticket knowing three or four years in a row he hasn't played here, and you're going to spend money on a ticket again. Sorry, it's like the line in the movie Airplane. They knew what they were getting themselves into. I say, let him crash. Hmm. You knew this was the history with Embiid, hmm. and now you're upset when you've when it has been well documented he doesn't play here.
2: But there wasn't a hint of him not playing.
1: I, I, y- yes, there was. You have a four year history or three year oh, history.
2: Boy, boy, that's a. Uh, yeah, I mean, I hear you. I mean, he you know, always he...
1: seems to be injured when he comes to Denver. So you went and spent a lot of money on a ticket knowing. If you always do what you've always done, then you'll always get what you've always gotten. He doesn't play in Denver. Yeah, you bought a ticket anyway, and suddenly you seem surprised that Lucy pulled the football. Sorry, that's on you. It's not like it's LeBron or Steph Curry or anybody else. You have a pretty well-documented case that this was going to happen again, whether it was announced two minutes before the game or two weeks before the game. Don't be upset. You knew what you were getting yourself into. I would, I, I would think a little notice, 24 hours out, even, even even, a question. What does it matter? You already bought your ticket. Yeah. Well. But you shouldn't have all those months ago looking at all the times he hasn't played in Denver, and you're upset about it? Yeah, there's a resale May, market. M- Someone would have bought it. M- maybe. No. No, because those people are smart because they know there's still <laughs> a chance of Embiid not playing. How about do your homework, look at some past schedules. You already knew when you bought the ticket that Embiid doesn't play here. You already knew that. Past results are not future indicators. What do we have coming up on Just In Case You Missed It?
0: The Avs made a roster move on Friday as the team prepares to head into the All-Star break. And the point spread for the Super Bowl is out. Who opened as slight favorites? That's next on Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle on Mile High Sports. Give me- Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda, a no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk. Here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back, Morning
1: Drive. Goodman Hurdle, watch us myliesports.com. You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman today. Restaurant and consignment auction for refrigeration, cooking, and heating, seating, small wares, and more. Auction is open right now at rollerauction.com. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com. Backslash MHS. Time now for the final word.
0: The final word. Are you ready? Is presented by the McKenzie Law Firm. Don't wait before it's too late. Protect your family by setting up a will, living will, or estate plan with Dan McKenzie at themkenziefirm.com. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville. Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Okay, just in case you missed it, the Avalanche head into the NHL All-Star break with 67 points and a 20-5 and home record after beating the Kings handily on Friday night 5-1. Uh, they also made a roster move on Friday, signing veteran forward Zach Parisi to a one-year contract worth $825,000. Uh, Parisi brings goal scoring, leadership qualities, and durability as he's played in all 82 games the past two seasons. Uh, thoughts on the Avs heading, heading into the break and the signing of Zach Parisi?
2: Well, I mean, Parisi gives them some m- more potential depth, some some more potential scoring depth, although at age 39 and out of the game, I don't know how quickly he'll be able to rev up the engines. Uh, We'll just have to wait and see. But it seems to me uh, also to be a veteran move, kind of a savvy uh, veteran move, more veteran leadership in the locker room kind of move as well. Uh, Logan O'Connor has helped tremendously with secondary scoring. I thought uh, getting uh, Lekanen and Byrum back has been a help Georgie has been much better between the pipes in the last two games giving up only three goals. That's something to, to kind of feel really good about. Um, I think that the, the best is still
1: ahead of the Avs. I love Zach Parise. Not like him. Love him. I don't know if he can play anymore though. He is a guy that when you watch him on the ice specifically when Minnesota and the Avs were playing meaningful games against each other Zach Parisi is the guy who is the thorn in your side. Mm. He's the burr in your saddle. He's the veteran guy that's going to give you a clutch goal. Love his game. Mm. I have loved his game for decades. I just don't know if he can play anymore. That's the problem. He's 39.
2: Well, when you've loved a player's game for decades...
1: Oh, geez, Yeah,
2: then you do... When you, oh. when you use the term decades and then you get him at the end of those yeah. decades, that does signal a challenge.
1: I mean at one point this guy was a 45 goal scorer and then in the next decade he was still scoring 33 and putting I mean he's not a guy who's going to score 100 points for you but he's a veteran guy who's really really good. He's the type of guy you want to have on your roster. I just don't know if you want to have him on your roster. So
2: So is it a plus or minus move or is it just kind of you know it's a it's a
1: it's a cheap investment to see what you have. It, it right, and and who knows? You can. It's, it's it. only eight hundred and some odd thousand bucks, yeah, right? And it's not my money, right? <laughs> right. So you take a flyer on this guy, sure. and see if he has anything left in the tank. Sounds but good. He's the type of guy that you want on your roster. Ten years ago, I don't know about today. Fair enough. That was Mountain High Appliance. Just in case you missed it, you can walk into any store, try out the appliances before you buy them. You can also redesign your entire kitchen because they have a staff to help you out with that. They have a clearance center. You get extra low pricing, mountain high appliance. You can find them in Louisville, Littleton. You can also find their clearance center in Denver. Coming up after the break, did Dan Campbell shatter America's dream, Mm. which is the Detroit Lions finally getting to a Super Bowl? And oh, by the way, which fan base is more tortured? Is it the Lions? Is it the Browns? Is it the Bills? Is it someone else? That's next.
0: Mm. <laughs> Up and down, hair,
1: fleas, and textual.